I actually believe、uh, the best way for me to help you to、uh, learn to cook is not to teach you what to do in a, each individual step, but to show you how I do it and why I do it, and provide you with an explanation of、uh, my attitude、uh, toward cooking. Welcome to Opportuno. Episode twenty seven, meal time. Food plays a big part in the social development and social well-being of individuals, families, communities. All of which affect the well-being of all civilization. There are so many ways to prepare food, both raw food and cooked food. If cooking for yourself or your entire family seems complicated and confusing, the story in this podcast, involving three characters, Juliana, Poncho, and Chef Toc, may be the answer to start you on your cooking adventure. This story is about the benefits of home cooking and how to use the time-proven wok for cooking. A special thanks to Chef Tok Chung for his contributions to this podcast, as well as for his many teachings on wok cooking on his Wok with Tok YouTube channel and his Wok with Tok dot com website that is spelled W O K W I T H T A K dot C O M. Now for the story that begins with one of the characters, Poncho, cooking on a wok in his kitchen. And then hearing a knock at the front door. Hold on, I will be right there. Hello, Juliana. What a wonderful surprise! What's up? Hi, Poncho. I just dropped by to see if you would like to go out for some lunch. I just completed cooking lunch when you knocked on the door. Please come in and take a seat at the kitchen table. I have plenty of food for both of us. Would you give me the honor of us having lunch together here? That is, if you don't mind eating my cooking. That would be wonderful. I did not know you knew how to cook using a wok. I love Chinese food and would like to learn how to cook Chinese food. I'll just set up another place setting here at the table, and we'll enjoy this dish together. This dish is one of Chef Tok's recipes I learned from a video on his Wok with Tok YouTube channel entitled. The best tofu dish for health and flavor with four vegetable. This dish includes a combination of tofu, carrots, onions, cauliflower, and broccoli, seasoned with oyster sauce, soy sauce, and Korean barbecue sauce with cornstarch mixed with water to thicken the sauce. The total time it took to cook this dish, excluding the time spent on food preparation, was only about seven minutes. Chef Tok teaches the importance of advanced food preparation. Where one day in the week you spend several hours to prep food for the next seven to ten days, and once the food is prepped, a whole meal can be prepared in less than thirty minutes. Also, Chef Tok teaches how you can use food templates to create a virtually unlimited variety of ingredients. Once you learn the food templates, this looks and smells great. Thank you. Wow, this tastes delicious. How did you learn to cook like this? I learned to cook by watching a YouTube channel called Walk with Talk, hosted by Chef Talk Chung. Since first watching the Walk with Talk channel only three weeks ago, 
I have since purchased a 13-inch diameter stainless steel wok, and now cook with this wok every day. This wok is just the right size to cook for one or two people or a large family. It's not just for cooking Chinese food, you can fry, steam and bake food using a wok. You can even use it like a pot and cook soups and stews. After learning from Chef Talk the many ways to use a wok, if I only could choose one pan, it would be a wok. What made you choose a wok over other ways to cook? I know that sharing healthy meals together with friends, family, associates, and even strangers can reap benefits not only to one's health, but people can be united by sharing meals together. Let me read a quote to you that comes close to describing the importance of sharing a meal together. Michael Pollan wrote in his book, entitled, Cooked, a natural history of transformation that reads as follows, the shared meal is no small thing. It is a foundation of family life, the place where our children learn the art of conversation and acquire the habits of civilization, sharing, listening, taking turns, navigating differences, arguing without offending. End of quote. I've been trying to cook healthier, easier with a minimal amount of kitchenware. My idea was to find the best kitchenware and kitchen utensils to cook a variety of foods using just one burner. One burner meals means you can use a portable electric or gas one burner stove, or even cook over an open fire. Once I had the requirement of only using one burner, my search for the best kitchenware ended upon discovering Chef Talk's Walk with Talk YouTube channel with a well-thought-out system to cook efficiently, inexpensively, quickly and healthy using a wok. I had tried wok cooking in the past, but did not have proper instruction or a system to follow. What better pan to use than a Chinese wok that has been used for thousands of years as the most preferred way to cook? In China, the wok is of such importance that it is not unusual for the same wok to be passed down from generation to generation. Wok is derived from the Cantonese word that means cooking pot, and it is believed that the wok was invented during the Han Dynasty over 2,000 years ago. Just as the wok was, and still is, the focal point of meal preparation for Chinese families. The wok can be the focal point of families all over the world, helping to bring people together. That is really interesting. Think it's okay if I have another serving? Sure, help yourself. Sorry, I am talking so much about wok cooking. I am just so happy to have a wok, and with Chef Talk's videos on his Wok with Talk YouTube channel. I am actually learning how to cook with a wok, and I am thankful to Chef Talk for providing videos teaching the right way to cook with the wok. Do you think I could learn how to cook food like this? I am sure you can learn how to cook using a wok. I also had doubts I could cook with a wok, but after discovering Chef Talk's YouTube channel and making a commitment to purchase a wok and follow his teachings, I am becoming very comfortable with cooking with a wok. Chef Talk even mentions, that you can get into the flow when cooking. I guess that is sort of like being in the zone, where your mind is so focused on your cooking, that all you think about is cooking. What did you say was the name of his YouTube channel? Walk with Talk, that is spelled, W-O-K-W-I-T-H-T-A-K. Just search for Walk with Talk on YouTube, and you'll find Chef Talk's YouTube channel. So you will get a better understanding of walk cooking, I'll get my laptop, and play you portions of some Chef Talk's videos from his Walk with Talk YouTube channel. Chef Talk is a retired university professor of 30 years, and you can tell from his YouTube channel that his teaching and recipes are well thought out, 
and skillfully taught like you would expect from a caring, knowledgeable, experienced teacher. It is easy to see, by watching Chef Talk's videos, that Chef Talk enjoys teaching the methods and benefits of wok cooking. Okay, this is a portion of Chef Talk's videos where he talks about his fast cooking system. Oh, hello, this is Tak Chung from Walk with Tak. Uh, as I'm trying to help to teach other people how to cook, I often think about how do I cook the way uh, I am right now. And, and I realize that uh, this route has go way back into my childhood. The person who has the greatest influence on me uh, is a remarkable lady, and I will call her Jade uh, for the purpose of this video. And I'm going to tell you about how she influenced me in how I think about food and cooking. Uh, in many ways, Jay is like a mother to me. Actually, I would call her, she is my surrogate mother. Now, Jay come to uh, our life uh, when I was about seven years old. Uh, Jay came to work in our household as a domestic help. Uh, she came from a very poor family in the rural part of southern China. And she uh, moved to Hong Kong when she was about uh, seven years old. Uh, her family was very poor. And by the time when she was about uh, 15, she started work as a domestic uh, worker. Uh, she has been working for a family who are friends of my parents. Uh, she worked for them for over 20 years. And this family uh, decided they're going to uh, immigrate to Australia. So they recommend Jay to work for us. Uh, at that time, Jay was uh, in her mid-40s. And uh, I remember uh, she came with a great deal of fanfare because uh, she was well known among all the, uh, the circle of friends of my uh, parents to be an excellent cook. In fact, there was uh, some competitions uh, of uh, trying to hire Jay uh, after this uh, family decided they're going to move away from Hong Kong. And uh, my parent was ecstatic when Jay uh, agreed to work for them. Uh, my parents are, are busy uh, with their work as well as with their social life. Uh, so I spent a lot of time uh, during the year when I was growing up with Jay. Uh, I still remember when I was young, I would sit at that small kitchen table uh, at the corner of the kitchen, and uh, I would do my homework while Jay was preparing for dinner. Uh, Jay's cooking skill is uh, truly legendary uh, because my parents never have to tell her uh, what to cook. Uh, she knows exactly what the preference of my parents' uh, taste for food, and she knows mine as well. So she will always come up with something uh, both surprising but at the same time uh, familiar at the same time. Uh, in fact, uh, I could not remember that she ever cooked the same dish twice. There always be some variations, and a lot of time the variations always make the dish better. So over the years, uh, our food become better and better, uh, partly because she make adjustments uh, to uh, our taste and uh, uh, preference. Uh, I still remember vividly, actually, even uh, the uh, event when it happened. Uh, when my parents uh, went on a trip, uh, they came across a dish that they really like. So they came home and described that dish to Jay. A couple of days later, uh, Jay cooked that dish uh, for my parents. And when my parents taste it, I can see how excited they are uh, because that dish tastes exactly what they experienced on their trip. Uh, this story has then become a family legend. And my parents would tell everybody about how amazing Jay is in creating that dish just based on their description. And now I'm looking back, I start to understand how Jay cook. Uh, Jay actually used what I would call now a template-based method. So obviously Jay do not have any recipe, there's no cookbook then. Uh, so what she does is that she have amassed uh, a set of uh, templates in her head and she's able to make adjustments to those templates 
and to create the type of flavor depending on the situation. And now I'm looking back. Uh, Jay probably has at least 30 to 40 templates in her head based on the type of dishes that she cooked for our family. And she always uh, uh, make variation and combine them. The end result is that she has an infinite repertoire of dishes. In many ways, this is the base of my uh, template-based cooking. Uh, the fact that one use a simple template by creating variations, uh, one can result in so many different uh, possibilities. And now looking back of the time that I'm sitting in the kitchen watching Jay, uh, I realized that that is exactly what she was doing. Uh, over the years, sitting at that tiny kitchen table, I have a lot of conversation with Jay. Uh, Jay always give me good advice, say if I have problem in school with my friends or with the teachers, and Jay will always give me suggestions of how to solve those problems. But at that time, I also will be watching her cook. I probably did not uh, realize that uh, I learned how to cook just by uh, probably osmosis, just by simply watching her. Uh, Jay would then also tell me uh, stories uh, how she grew up and how she learned to cook. And, uh, and she even tell me her interaction with uh, the people at the market. And many of these stories uh, make me laugh, uh, uh, make me feel happy. And I have a lot of uh, memories of those stories. And I only realize now how important it is in shaping my uh, perspective toward cooking and food. Of course, my parents uh, love Jay, and they treated her very well. I recall that every year, uh, my parents always would give her a big bonus at the end of the year. Uh, Jay was wonderful to me. Uh, when she uh, received her bonus, she always would buy uh, some toy for me. Uh, so when I turned about 12, I started to receive uh, allowance from my parents. And uh, one year at the end, I asked my parents, I said, since you guys gave Jay a bonus, how about you guys give me a bonus as well? Uh, my mother looked at me uh, with uh, a kind of uh, incredulity, and she said to me, she said, well, in fact, you should give us a bonus for uh, taking care of you. Uh, when I came to the United States, I started to cook almost immediately uh, for other people, uh, even though uh, Jay never really uh, taught me how to cook. However, the most important lesson that I learned from Jay it's the audacity of cooking. Have no fear. Uh, just go and do it because uh, I have the confidence, which I probably got from Jay, that everything would turn out to be amazing. And now looking back, I realize cooking like everything else, it's not about the individual steps, not about the process, not about the skills, but it's about the attitude, the attitude towards a task that you could do it with confidence and uh, with uh, uh, conviction. Uh, I always know from the very early stage of my life after I uh, came to the United States, uh, I will always cook for the rest of my life uh, because of Jay's influence on me. About several years ago, I had a conversation uh, with a friend of mine, and I will call her uh, Tamara for the purpose of this video. Now, Tamara is an excellent Italian cook, and she told me that uh, she did not cook until when she turned about 30 uh, years old. Uh, she told me that every summer, uh, she would spend time with her uh, grandmother. Now, her grandmother is an exceptional cook, and she was sitting in the kitchen and watch her cook, and she would tell her stories about her life, and this was some of the happiest moments of her life. Uh, her grandmother never taught her how to cook or never involved her in cooking. But when she turned about mid-30s, she decided that that's something she would like to do. Uh, she felt like she had been cooking all her life because she draw on all the observations that she made about her grandmother's cooking. Uh, once she told me, uh, jokingly, she said, you know, uh, people never remember their grandfather uh, because the grandfather do not cook for them. Uh, I'm sure you all have favorite memories 
uh, in sitting in a kitchen and watching somebody make a delicious meal for you uh, time and time again. Uh, based on uh, both Jay and uh, Tamara's grandmother, uh, I have decided I'm going to approach the remaining uh, year of my YouTube channel uh, in this following ways. Uh, in my future video, what I would like to do is to bring you into my kitchen every day and have you watch me how I cook the meal that uh, we eat. Uh, this will be the same way as I sit in that uh, little kitchen table uh, in the kitchen watching Jay cook. Uh, in this video, I'm going to not just show you uh, how I cook those dishes, but also the attitude, the approach, and the philosophy of how I uh, view food and cooking. Uh, I would like to share my experience with you uh, through stories of uh, people whom I met, uh, through events that I have involved in, and uh, the challenges that I faced in my own life. Uh, I truly believe uh, the best way for me to help you to uh, learn to cook is not to teach you what to do in a, each individual step, but to show you how I do it and why I do it and provide you with an explanation of uh, my attitude uh, toward cooking. I started this YouTube channel because of my concern of what the future of food is like for the next generations. Uh, I have developed a cooking system for home cooking uh, to promote health and wellness. Uh, I start to share my cooking system through my cooking classes about uh, four years ago. Uh, about two years ago, in one of my classes, uh, there was a young couple. Uh, I'm going to call them Kyle and Katrina for the purpose of this video. Uh, in the beginning of the class, uh, I asked everybody to provide a brief introduction why they attend the class. Uh, they told me that they receive a uh, certificate, which is a gift for their wedding anniversary from their parents. And then about two weeks later, I received an email from them and asked me whether I would have an opportunity to meet with them. Uh, they told me that uh, Katrina is expecting uh, she just passed her first trimester. Uh, in the email, they explained that uh, they would like me to help them to improve their home cooking uh, because up to this point, uh, neither one of them cooked very much. Uh, they feel that uh, both of them need to uh, get some control of their weight. But more importantly, is that they would like to start uh, to cook home-cooked meals for their new baby. Uh, I told them I would be more happy to meet with them and uh, would like to help them as much as I could. Uh, I told them that the goal of my cooking system is to help people just like them who are busy and have a professional life and now they have young children that they need to take care of. So we set a time to meet the following week. Uh, before uh, we met, I told them that uh, they might want to take a look at some of the videos uh, about fast cooking uh, on my YouTube channel. And now for those of you who are unfamiliar with my fast cooking system, uh, the word fast is actually the acronym of the four attributes of the cooking system. And it stands for flavor chasing, advanced prepping, stir frying, and template-based cooking. Uh, when I met with uh, Kyle and Katrina, uh, the first thing I told them is that uh, the most important aspect of this fast cooking system is advanced prepping. Uh, advanced prepping turned out to be is the driving force of the entire cooking system. Uh, because through advanced prepping, uh, you will have everything ready at your fingertips. So when you're ready to cook, uh, the cook time is going to be less than 15 to uh, 20 minutes. Uh, furthermore, by having all the ingredients ready at your fingertip, uh, cooking is far more fun 
and more creative as well. Uh, I give them one of my uh, personal examples uh, because about several days ago, my wife and I was out and about uh, running errands and we got delayed and became late. It was about uh, 4.30 or 5 o'clock and we could have eaten out. And uh, But because uh, I know that I have things already prepped in the refrigerator, if I go home, uh, I can put a meal on the table in probably less than 30 minutes and there will be less time it takes for me to go out to eat. And, and more importantly is that uh, uh, because I have things already prepped, I almost feel there is a responsibility that I need to use up my prep. Uh, of course, most importantly is that by cooking myself, uh, I'm going to eat much healthier and also uh, more economical. Uh, at this point, Katrina asked me, so how long would it take for us to do advanced prepping in order to have enough prep that will be uh, adequate for entire week uh, of cooking? I told them that uh, in the beginning, it might take them a little bit longer, but actually it uh, will not take more than about two to three hours a week. And you can always break them up. You don't have to do them all at once. Uh, Kyle then asked me, uh, what kind of prep should we do? Uh, so I told them that the prep you do are very much based on what you like to eat. Uh, but most importantly, uh, you want to eat a healthy diet, then you need to eat more vegetables. So good part of the prep is for prepping vegetables. And I told them that one of the advantage of advanced prepping is that uh, those vegetables actually stay uh, fresh longer after you prep them. Uh, of course, there will be always some exceptions. But however, once you prep them, uh, you are more likely to use them. Uh, so I told them that uh, after they uh, get back home, uh, write me an email of the kind of fruit, uh, the kind of uh, vegetable that they enjoy. So I will uh, create a list of the things that they should start to prep. The following week uh, after I receive uh, an email from them of uh, the type of food preferences, their taste preferences, uh, I start to put together a list of the dishes that they could cook. Uh, since they have been to my cooking class, uh, so they have some idea of what stir frying is like. So uh, through watching some additional of my YouTube video, uh, they pretty much get the idea of how to do it. Uh, they quickly uh, learn several templates that they were interested in, and through those templates, they're now able to make variations of some of the dishes that they are going to enjoy. Uh, and I did not hear from them for about uh, five to six months. And then I got an email from Kyle, and he informed me that they just uh, had a new baby girl. I offered them my uh, warmest wishes and congratulations. And then I asked them, uh, how uh, is the food situation coming along? Uh, I suggest to Kyle, uh, maybe we could uh, meet together for uh, a cup of coffee because I would love to see uh, the new baby. Uh, when I first uh, met them, the impression is that they both look really good. Uh, after we sat down and uh, got our coffee, uh, Katrina told me that uh, uh, the new cooking system that I have introduced to them has literally changed their life. Uh, since my uh, last meeting with them, uh, now it's almost about seven or eight months ago, uh, they start to cook almost every day now. Uh, they now not only cook all their meals, but they also cook enough so they could take to uh, lunch uh, when they go to work. Uh, they told me that uh, the cooking system has made a 180 degree change uh, in how they eat. Uh, because they used to eat out about 90% of the time, but now they hardly eat out at all. Uh, Kyle told me that now they have a weekly routine. Uh, they always go uh, shopping usually 
uh, early on a Saturday morning. Uh, and then when they got home, uh, they usually have uh, the everything prepped before they put them into the refrigerator. Uh, they basically devote the Saturday morning uh, for shopping and then for prepping. And uh, when they work together for the prepping, that normally take them uh, less than about hour and a half. And during the week, uh, they do not shop again most of the time. And uh, whatever they prep will last them for the entire week. And quite often, uh, they will have prep left over that they could uh, uh, carry it over to the following week. Uh, so consequently, uh, they normally have at least uh, about 10 to 12 different vegetables that they could choose from in the refrigerator. Uh, this gives them a lot of possibilities uh, in cooking with their templates and make their food far more interesting and creative than anywhere else they could uh, go to eat. Uh, they believe that uh, this change has to make a huge difference to their health. Uh, first of all, because uh, uh, by eating at home, uh, they feel that they eat at least 20 to 30% less than what they have done previously. Uh, Katrina then also told me that uh, this new approach uh, she really enjoy uh, because now they are able to spend a lot of time together, uh, particularly when they cook. Uh, they can talk about and catch up of what has been happening during the day. Uh, they both thanked me for introducing the system to them. And I told them, no, I, I told them that it is your own making. I just give you an idea. Uh, as we are ready to leave, uh, uh, I was uh, admiring the little baby that uh, with them. She was absolutely uh, beautiful. Uh, when we were ready to leave, uh, I told them that uh, I would like to maintain contact with them uh, so that I can catch up with uh, the little girl and uh, also uh, to uh, see how they are doing with their cooking. Uh, one of the primary reasons I want to share this story with you uh, to demonstrate to you that how important food is in our life. Uh, by making uh, some uh, appropriate change, uh, you can make a significant change in your life as well. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about my fast cooking system and also receive notifications of my future video postings, uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is so interesting. Finally, I have a cooking system I can follow. You said you use a stainless steel wok. I have always had problems with food sticking to my stainless steel cookware. I also had problems with food sticking to stainless steel cookware until Chef Talk taught me how to season a stainless steel wok to prevent food sticking. Now, I am going to play a portion of one of Chef Talk's videos where he explains how you can keep food from sticking to a wok using his spot seasoning method. Oh, hello. This is Tak Chung from Walk with Tak. I would like to talk to you a little bit about seasoning a stainless steel wok. First of all, let me tell you this story. About seven months ago, one of my friends called me. She was in distress because she just recently bought a brand new stainless steel wok. She has learned that you can season a stainless steel wok. So she went online and find some method that she used and she seasoned her stainless steel wok. When she used the first time, everything went really well and she has no problem of food sticking to the wok. But then when she used it again, she has a lot of problem. Her food starts to stick and her wok burns badly. The situation that my friend experienced with the stainless steel wok is not unusual at all. In fact, it happened to me when I purchased my first stainless steel wok. Many people, including myself, uh, are attracted to stainless steel wok uh, because of their pristine appearance. Uh, they look much cleaner uh, than the carbon steel or cast iron wok. 
Uh, however, there is a reason that uh, stainless steel wok uh, are not as popular as carbon steel or cast iron wok. And one common perception is that stainless steel wok uh, could not be seasoned in the same way as carbon steel or cast iron wok. Uh, because we know that uh, for cast iron and carbon steel wok, the seasoning often associated with a, a brown layer accumulated on the surface of the wok, uh, frequently known as the patina. So in the case of a stainless steel wok, obviously this patina layer is absent. So for this reason, uh, the common perception is that stainless steel wok uh, could not be seasoned in the same way as carbon steel or cast iron woks. Uh, I remember about 15 years ago, uh, I purchased a stainless steel wok uh, with the assumption that uh, I could season it. Uh, I remember after I followed the procedure how to season the wok, the first time it worked really well. Uh, but when I used it again, uh, disaster struck. In fact, same thing happened to me as it happened to my friend. Uh, things burned terribly on the surface of the wok, and it was incredibly difficult uh, to clean. Uh, so I was so disappointed. In fact, I put the wok away, and it was not until about 10 years later I dig it out from the basement and start to use it again. Uh, the reason that I was able to use it again is because uh, I have now developed my spot seasoning method. And uh, before I go into how the spot seasoning method works with stainless steel wok, uh, let me give you a brief overview what seasoning really is. A cast iron cookware has been around for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. It originated in China and then it spread to Europe. Uh, in fact, until the 1950s, with the development of non-stick coating, uh, frying usually is carried out in cast iron cookware. Uh, because cast iron has the ability uh, to be seasoned, uh, it creates a non-stick surface so that it could be used for frying without food sticking to it. However, this seasoning process, uh, unlike non-stick cookware, which is permanent, uh, is not. It's temporary. Uh, the process actually involves uh, by heating the oil to certain temperature uh, when the oil starts to break down. And at that temperature, the oil will form a uh, almost a plastic-like substance, a polymer that will coat the surface of the uh, cookware and therefore protect the food coming into direct contact with the bare metal. Uh, during the seasoning process, uh, what happens is that when the oil reaches that temperature, they start to break down, and consequently they will form byproducts. And some of the byproducts is actually a burned carbon, and they form this brown coloration that will deposit on the surface of the cookware. Uh, because of this brown coloration, uh, many people, including myself, uh, consider this brown color material is actually is the protective layer uh, for uh, the cookware. But it actually turned out not to be the case, and I'll explain to you why. Uh, I have made two observations uh, that has led me to think that this uh, brown color patina uh, might not be directly related to the nonstick property of the wok. Uh, the first observation is that I find woks that with this patina coloration but do not have nonstick property. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I have woks that uh, sometimes there are gaps uh, in the middle of the wok uh, that looks like it's a bare metal, but they still have the nonstick capacity. Uh, this observation suggests to me that uh, uh, this patina coloration uh, might not be directly responsible for what we have the nonstick property uh, for the surface of the wok. Uh, at about the same time, I have developed my uh, spot seasoning method. Uh, this method is simply by heat up the oil 
uh, until it starts to smoke slightly. I let it smoke for about 15 seconds, and that turned out to be enough to uh, season the wok. Uh, so the next step is that I'm going to do the experiment. Uh, I ask the question, what if I take a wok that I completely remove the patina layer uh, by simply scrubbing it with a uh, scrubber, and then I'm going to season it. So uh, in this case, if I still could season the wok without the patina layer, then it demonstrates that the patina coloration might have nothing to do with seasoning of the wok. So here's the result of this experiment. Uh, I take an old wok and I use a Scotch-Brite scrubber, which is very efficient to remove all the patina on the surface of the wok. And, and then I season it uh, with my spot seasoning method. And this method uh, only caused very, very minor colorations. As you can see, the result of this experiment is that the wok has excellent non-stick property, as you can see uh, how the egg glides freely across the surface of the wok. Uh, so the result of this experiment uh, demonstrates uh, that uh, the seasoning actually is invisible. Uh, the patina that associated with the seasoning is the byproduct of the uh, colorations that due to burned carbons that deposits on the surface of the wok. And therefore, based on this observation, it is very clear that in this case, the stainless steel wok should be also uh, seasoned by the same method. Uh, we don't need to have the patina uh, coloration on the surface of the stainless steel wall, and it still could be seasoned. Uh, so when I went ahead and did this experiment, uh, first I take a stainless steel wall uh, that uh, I'm not going to season it. I'm just going to heat it up and add oil uh, without letting the oil uh, heat to the temperature that it starts to smoke. And then I'll fry an egg in it. As you can tell, uh, in this case, the egg stick to the surface of the wok. Uh, next, I perform the spot seasoning uh, on the wok. Uh, I add the oil. And then uh, I let the oil to smoke uh, slightly and I turn the temperature setting of the stove to low. Uh, I let the oil to smoke for about 15 seconds uh, before I add the egg uh, to the wok. Uh, the results of this experiment demonstrate very clearly is that uh, the stainless steel wok could be seasoned readily by my spot seasoning method. As you can see, the egg able to dry freely across the surface of the wok. Uh, so if this is the case, uh, what went wrong? Uh, why uh, my friend, uh, when she used the wok the first time after she seasoned it, it works great. But when she used it for the second time, food stick to the surface of the wok. It is well known in the case of uh, carbon steel wok as well as cast iron wok, uh, the seasoning is cumulative. Uh, each time you fry in the wok, you uh, actually add seasonings to the wok. However, this seasoning is not permanent and it can be easily removed, for example, by washing the wok with soak and detergent. Uh, also, when you cook food with a high acidic content, you will also remove the seasoning. Uh, so it is naturally to make the assumption that if uh, you can season a stainless steel wok, uh, the seasoning should be also cumulative. Uh, if you have been frying food in the wok uh, for the first time, and the second time when you fry food again, uh, it should be also non-stick. Uh, however, as uh, both my friend and I uh, found out that is not the case, uh, when I fry food in the wok for the second time, uh, it stick to the wok very badly. And then I read the comparison of the physical structure of cast iron, carbon steel, and stainless steel. Now it turned out that in terms of uh, the porous nature uh, of the surface, uh, cast iron is most porous. In other words, they have the biggest gap. Uh, the next is carbon steel, and the last is stainless steel. And so for this reason, uh, when the oil uh, starts to penetrate the surface of the wok, 
the oil are most likely to penetrate deeper in cast iron as in comparison to carbon steel. And the least is for standard steel. So the logical extension is that uh, the uh, seasoning will be more permanent with cast iron uh, as compared to carbon steel, and the least will be standard steel. And therefore, my working hypothesis is that if you wash the wok with water, uh, it is probably uh, least likely to walk a wash away uh, the seasoning uh, from the cast iron, and most likely to remove the seasoning from standard steel. Uh, so if this is the case, by just simply washing the standard steel wok with uh, water, uh, it's quite likely that you can remove the seasoning. So in order to test this hypothesis, uh, I uh, took a standard steel wok, and I seasoned it with my spot seasoning method, and I test the seasoning uh, by uh, frying egg, and it is well seasoned, the egg able to slide across the surface of the wok without any problem. So next then, I uh, washed the wok, and then I did the uh, egg frying and egg experiment again, and I find that in this case, uh, the egg stick to the surface of the wok. So based on this experiment, it's very clear, uh, simply by washing the standard steel wok with water, uh, you can remove the seasoning. You don't need to use uh, soap or detergent to do that. Whereas in the case of uh, cast iron or carbon steel, are uh, you washing the wok with uh, water, are uh, you still able to retain the seasoning capacity of these woks? Uh, this experiment demonstrates uh, the problem that happened to both my friend uh, and me, is that when the first time when we use the wok after we season it, it works fine. After we wash the wok and use it for the second time, uh, we have trouble. Unfortunately, the solution to this problem is very simple. Now, all you have to do is that to spot season the wok every time uh, when you cook. Uh, if you do that, you have no problem of food sticking to the surface of the wok. And that's exactly what I have been doing, and it works very well. So when my friend came over, uh, I uh, showed her how the spot seasoning method works. And I clean up her wok uh, using my boiling water uh, cleaning method. I will show you how this method works uh, in a future video. I thank you for watching. Thanks, Poncho. I have learned so much today about wok cooking. Every day it seems like a struggle to prepare meals for my family. And eating out or bringing home takeout food just is not the same as a home cooked meal. I am going to try wok cooking. What type wok do you think I should buy? Chef Talk recommends a 14-inch wok. Chef Talk mostly uses the Cuisine Art Chef's classic stainless 14-inch stir-fry pan, with glass lid model 726-38H, due to its lightweight and quality construction. Who is the manufacturer of your wok? I use the Cook Standard Stainless Steel Multiply Clad Wok, 13-inch with high dome lid. The reason I chose the Cook Standard Stainless Steel Wok over the Cuisinart Chef's Classic Stainless Steel Wok is the Cook Standard Wok has a stainless steel lid, not made of glass, and the Cook Standard lid is a dome lid, providing more room for steaming food or larger food items. Both of these woks can also be placed in the oven. Chef Talk recommends and owns both of these woks, the Cuisine Art Chef's Classic Stainless Steel Wok and Cook Standard Stainless Steel Wok. Thank you so much. I am going to choose and order one of these two woks, and learn wok cooking by watching Chef Tark's videos on his wok with Tark YouTube channel. That's great. 
Chef Talk has a review of each of these two walks on his YouTube channel. I am looking forward to hearing about your walk cooking adventures. A few weeks later, Poncho receives a phone call from Juliana. Hello. Hi Poncho, this is Juliana. So good to hear from you Juliana. How are you? I am very happy. I trust everything is going well for you. You would not believe how much I have been cooking using my new wok. Which wok did you get? Since the Cuisine Art stainless steel wok was a little lighter in weight, making it easier to lift and move around, I purchased the Cuisine Art stainless steel wok. That is a great wok, and seems to be Chef Talk's favorite wok. That is the same wok that Chef Talk uses for most of his cooking demonstrations on his wok with Talk YouTube channel. You would not believe how being able to quickly and easily prepare meals for my family has brought our family closer together. The wok is used every day. Even other family members are learning to cook with the wok. I just wanted to call and thank you for sharing the benefits of wok cooking and to invite you over tomorrow at 5 p.m. for dinner, where I will be cooking one of Chef Tark's recipes on one of his videos, he calls stir-fry shrimp broccoli and carrots. I never run out of unique recipes, when using Chef Tark's template-based cooking method to mix ingredients used in my wok cooking. Thank you, I will be there for sure at 5 p.m. sharp. I look forward to having dinner with your family. Thank you so much for your call and dinner invitation. That is the end of the story. I hope this story helps you take the complication out of daily home cooking, allowing you to enjoy cooking, and equally as important, to enjoy mealtimes with your family and friends. Thank you for listening to this special episode of the Opportuno podcast. Because of Chef Tark's dedication to bring about home cooking, through his teaching and demonstrating work cooking, Opportuno, in April 2021, awarded Dr. H. Tark Chung, affectionately also known as Chef Tark, the first ever achievement certificate, recognizing Dr. H. Tark Chung as Food Ambassador. The title of Food Ambassador is given to those that are giving of themselves in making food available anywhere in the journey that food travels from farm to table, that shares in the belief that healthy food and mealtimes can promote health, happiness and strengthen relationships among people, families and even strengthen relationships among nations. Dr. H. Tak Chung is hereby recognized as Food Ambassador. Titling someone as Food Ambassador began in the year 2021 incentivized by the inspiration of Dr. H. Tak Chung, retired teacher and researcher of 30 years at Illinois State University. Also known as Chef Tak Chung, teaching classes how to cook with a wok as well as teaching on his own YouTube channel named Wok with Tak. Chef Tak Chung's website is walkwithtalk.com, spelled W-O-K-W-I-T-H-T-A-K dot C-O-M. Chef Tak Chung's primary motive for teaching wok cooking is his belief that using practical cooking methods using fresh and unprocessed ingredients will not only make children and adults healthier, happier and more independent, but also establish healthy relationships between all those sharing mealtimes together. Opportuno is honored have made their first ever award presentation of Food Ambassador to Dr. H. Tak Chung. Thank you, Food Ambassador Chef Tak, for sharing the many benefits of wok cooking with the world.
That's all for now. Please visit opportuno.org, that is spelled O-P-O-R-T-U-N-O dot O-R-G. Thank you.